And good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm neither gifted nor a guru of any sort. This is uh, Scott Van Kirk. I'm filling in for Gary Nolan this morning on the Gary on Gun Show. And, uh, boy, we're almost ready to do a radio show. Three of us are sitting around talking. <laughs> pretty soon, Brian's waving through the window like, hey, 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 we're, we're on. Forgot we're, why we were here. That's right. Hey, we're on. So joining me today in studio, I've got Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. Over at the Brown Station location. The Brown Station. Good morning. How are you, buddy? Almost perfect. Yeah. Well, I got room to improve. There you go. Well. I can admit that. <laughs> that's the general consensus. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as as is usual, I've got uh, I've got my friend here, Joe Gilbert. Hey, good morning. How are you? Did 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 you come through there? If I got everything, I don't know. Can you hear me? I yeah, guess that, I, that's all. Okay, okay, we're good. We got like extra. Turn our Like I said, like I said, we did all kinds of prep first thing this morning. Yeah, the cartoon yeah. show is about yeah. to begin. <laughs> we we hit the air by about five seconds. All right, um, so. What's everybody got going on? I'll start. I'll start with you, Larry. I actually did stop by the Brown Station location Over earlier. Over Modern this, Arms, the Brown Station location. At the Brown Station yeah. location this this week. Um, th- things are things are good. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's a busy time in the gun world. Um, there's uh, a um, uh, a lot of new buyers in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of demand for the product, and uh, getting inventory has been somewhat of a challenge. And uh, we're fighting through that. We're able to. Uh, Come up with uh, with some good uh, good new as well as some new mm-hmm. uh, some good used guns. Um, I um, been working on uh, helping some folks liquidate some some items out of an estate, um, and was able to bring in about fifty two additional used guns, good clean used guns this week. So that's really helped out a ton, and uh, we've got a wide selection of guns that were otherwise un- unobtainable. Sure. Uh, the Sig. Uh, P938. Haven't been able to buy those from a distributor since right. probably April. And we got, uh, I think, two or three of them on the wall today. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, the uh, the good, clean, used guns are a great way to access products that were uh, otherwise unavailable right now. So Yeah, I did notice that you were pretty deep in some really, really nice, and some of them what I would consider fairly high-end, used handguns there on the wall. I was yeah, pretty some impressed. good stuff. And the other thing that um, we've been able to uh, shake loose uh, from, from that as well as other sources is some high-quality uh, home defense shotguns. Oh, um, You know, the short-barrel shotguns evaporated uh, probably in March and April. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been able to... I've got um, a couple... Uh, I've got the Benelli M4 on the wall. A, right, a that came out of that estate. Benelli yeah. M4. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got a couple of... Um, Mossberg 500, um, short barrel uh, shotguns equipped with a variety of, of sure, tactical sure. Uh, e- equipment. Again, those are all used guns, but it's, um, you know, at Modern Arms, we sell all of our used guns with our absolute no-fault warranty. We stand behind them because you can't stand in front of them. That's hokey as I'll get out. But um, well, we're, we, used, we're used to it. Yeah, we give, them, to. Uh, we give them a physical inspection, you know, mm-hmm. visual, and um, we don't have the benefit of being able to test fire right. all of them, but no risk to our customers if it doesn't operate as designed. We'll and that and that, get it fixed and that answers one of the most common questions when people you know that people will ask about buying used firearms yeah. is how do I know what I'm getting is actually an operable firearm and stuff like that and we'll circle back around there because I actually helped a friend purchase a firearm this last week from Larry yeah um, Joe hey what's how you doing buddy uh, good good <laughs> what you scared uh, me I was asleep uh, that's wake right. up Joe yeah that's right hey wake up <laughs> what is going on in the training world these days it's getting exciting. Um, a lot of stuff has been going on with Skype. The um, the big conferences that we have every year and all the, the training courses, uh, the majority of them have been canceled because of COVID and then a lack of ammunition. So we've got a big class coming up in November with John Farnham. Uh, we may modify the round count on that a little bit. 
because ammunition is a little bit hard to find. So we'll, uh, we'll do that. That's November 14th and 15th at Green Valley. If you go to my website, joegilbert.us, and go to group tactical training and the group classes, it's the only one that I've got up this year. Okay. So I'm um, doing that, and then we're pushing a lot of um, a lot of private classes, the coaching, one-on-one or two-on-one. So, you know, a spouse, a couple, uh, together training. It's amazing. And, Scott, you travel and train, so you know how much time and effort oh, yes. and money is involved in this, right? So. We're able to bring tens of thousands of dollars and years of experience and distill it down to about a half dozen core skills. And literally within two or three sessions, you are really, really competent and able to safely handle the gun confidently and competently carry it and operate it. So so we're having a lot of success and, and the calendar's filling up on that. But uh, Good, good. The, the training landscape has changed significantly. I was up and, and I, I fully understand as a student, the logistics required to travel and train. Yeah. Um, I was up in the uh, Twin Cities area this last weekend training with uh, uh, John Johnston from Citizens Defense Research, and the ammo thing came up. In fact, we he curtailed round count for the particular course that I was, this technical handgun course, um, just specifically because flat out he said, you know, hey, I know you guys are you're paying 40, 50 cents a round for 9mm now because you just can't get it, supply and demand. And to be able to as the landscape is in training changes into more of this uh, um, more tailored, I guess yeah, is, a, yeah. is a good well, word it for is. it. Yeah, great yeah. word. Um, where it's, it's individuals and small groups and everything else like that. I have a friend of mine that I'm training um, and getting together with her, and I can um, I just, you know we can do it in the non the non fire stuff, as in the learning of the firearm safety and everything else like that. What we could commonly call the classroom stuff. We can do in the living room, um, right. but then and then book some range time and everything else like that, and it it changes the whole dynamic. And in my opinion, as a as a trainer, and I'm not I'm not uh, uh, I'm not doing it like you are, um, certainly not anymore. But as a trainer, there's so much opportunity to customize to the individual to make it what they need and want. Well, you can build on their strengths, right? And and you know, in those small small settings like that, you can focus on on their weaknesses. Yeah, you, you can you can take right. what they've got, and you don't have to do all that round count, all that other stuff. You can benefit from that one on one evaluation, and then you know that feedback loop gets sure. much shorter when you've got a small small setting right. like that. Yeah, and there's more than one way. We know there's more than one correct way to oh, do yeah. anything. Um, but the nice thing is. Being able to spend a one-on-one or two-on-one time with somebody, we can actually explain to them why we prefer you do it this way. And then they can make – we don't want followers. We want students. Mm -hmm. They can make their own informed decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, come to their own conclusions about what's best for them. And this isn't coming from, and you know how this is, Scott and Larry, this isn't coming from um, the Internet. There's no, this is no gun foo from YouTube. This is, you know, the best trainers in the world, literally, Masad Ayub, Tom Givens, um, John Farnham. These are the people that I train with every year, and, and this is what we're bringing to the people here mm-hmm. locally. So it's a, it's a tremendous value, and I like it. It's fun. Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. one-on-one time or that, that one-on-two, that the small group sessions where you can tailor and... Um, you know, and, and, and one of the things with there's, when we talk about there's, you know, the, there, the one right, one great, one best method. Well, there are, there are accepted practices in the training community and there are accepted 
best practices, in my opinion, within the training community. But at some point, you will run into students where it just doesn't work. Right. And you've got to then reach into the bag of tricks and say, well, you know, the alternate method for this is, yeah. and the alternate method to that is, and you work through it until you find that fit. And especially with ladies, you know, there's a, there is a difference. And um, Vicki Farnham, um, if anybody wants to Google her, she is probably the preeminent female uh, firearms instructor and she has really been uh, a leader in this field. But the, the differences between a male and female are huge. Um, the way females process information, the way mm -hmm. their brain works is different than a man's. And you know, then you got the physical issues, a shorter torso typically. Mm -hmm. So you try to pull a big, long gun, big, long gun out of a holster. <laughs> you know, a female is going to have a tough time getting the muzzle to clear the holster. So there are, mm -hmm. there are techniques, there are things that we do. And, uh, and there are some differences with the females. So it's, it, it's not that females aren't as capable. Um, they're actually more capable because they listen. Mm -hmm. um, but the dynamic is different. So we approach it differently. With, with guys, it's give me all your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If a bad guy comes, pulls a gun, give me all your stuff. Well, the women are the stuff. Mm -hmm. you know? Oftentimes, yes. Yeah, so there's a difference in, you know, what's the most suitable weapon if you're on the trail? What's the most suitable for home defense? What's the, all these questions that... What are your alternate carry methods? I mean... Yeah, and, it's, and it's amazing. What go, the, going yeah. way back to the, um, to the law enforcement days, training uh, female law enforcement officers, of which I worked with some exemplary ones. Um, but they, women tend to be shorter bodied than men. Yeah. Their, their height tends to be oftentimes in their... Percentage-wise tends to be in their legs. So certain holsters, high rides don't tend to work because now you've now you've taken that space between the grip of the weapon and say if you're carrying strong side you know your armpit is now you know it just very it's not it's not measured it's not measured as a foot it's measured in inches right and then having to clear um, that that larger firearm and, and firearm selection and things like that let's get the website out again Joe that's Joe gilbert.us g-i-l-b-e-r-t all right make folks make sure if you're looking for training that you check out joe's website and i will do my best since i have access to it as the quasi permanent fill-in host for gary <laughs> um, i have access to the facebook page i'll get that farnham course up on the gary awesome. guns facebook page larry whalen Modern Arms, Brown Station location. Brown Station sorry. location. I, sorry, I'm yeah. sleeping there. I apologize. <laughs> I think we're going to, Brian's giving me the nod because uh -oh. we're doing professional radio here. Already break time? <laughs> it is break time. Uh -oh. Look at us. It's time for more donuts. It's, it's, almost like we were, it's almost like we meant to do that. We'll be right back, folks. And we're back, folks. This is Scott Van Kirk. I'm uh, guest hosting for Gary, Ann, uh, Gary Nolan here on the Gary Ann Gun Show in studio with me. Although uh, we've apparently we now have a moniker that appeared during we the we are the A team. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what you got this morning. You've got the A team from Modern Arms. I've got Larry Whalen from the Brown Station location. The Brown Station location, um, doing well. I, I was in uh, Larry's shop at the Brown Station location, Modern Arms, earlier this week. Um, Larry's fairly deep in a lot of really quality. Um, pre-owned. Yeah, got some good, um, good pre-owned, some good news still. Some yeah. good news still coming in, but yeah. uh, I've got a lot of good used guns and some good values on those. So yeah. Oh, I I, com I completely agree, and I still intend on circling around and talking about that. Uh, <laughs> I've got also my friend here, Joe Gilbert. Yeah, Joe Gilbert from JoeGilbert.us, your, uh, your training guy. Yep. And we spent most of the last uh, uh, segment talking about some of the changes in the training, um, how it's being conducted. Um, and the positives there, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I'm not, the only negative maybe, um, is the ability to teach larger groups 
in in sessions. And I mean, there's pluses and minuses to all of them. But I mean, if it's uh, the ability to, it's got to be. What's a good way to put it? If you have to train twenty people individually, that's a lot of time. It is, yeah. As opposed to yeah, being there's able, some efficiency of right, a there, large class. That's but, right. If you have some of the larger, medium sized classes where you're but able, the students to, always get more with one on one. They do, and, they, and the flexibility can't be beat. When you, right. you know, if you've got a class like we're talking about the November class, <laughs> if you can't spend that weekend together and spare that right. much money at one time. This is the perfect alternative because, you know, you, hey, we're going to do two and a half hours on Wednesday night. Yeah. Boom. And you got two and a half hours of quality one-on-one instruction. Exactly. Which yeah. is equivalent easy to almost a day in a classroom. Yeah. Well, I think I'm, I'm, and I'm, if I was able to do it correctly, I believe, because I am I am an internet. Uh, you uh, are uh, a guru. I'm, I'm, almost, uh, I'm almost Amish when it comes to the internet. <laughs> but I, I believe I was able to get your uh, November class linked to the Gary on Guns you were. Facebook page. Oh, with, all right. Uh, yes. yeah, with I, a link there that somebody can tap and go right out to register for uh, that November class coming up. I, w- I, went ahead and ver- I would love to be able to go to that. I went ahead and verified mm. that that, in fact, did take place. Okay. So hey, you're, we you're, are you're, the A-team. Yeah, so you'd be, like our, you'd be like our technis- technical communications wow. guy. Any, any group that I'm in charge of tech support, we are really Amish. This is Larry's in charge of the internet and guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you. Look at wow. you. IT consultant, Larry Whalen. IT Whalen. consultant. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're talking about the- social media consultant. <laughs> yeah. New IT security yeah. <laughs> when i when i said it security Larry, i didn't mean show up with a gun and guard my router <laughs> <laughs> oh. i thought you wanted a wall of fire not a firewall i'm sorry right, that's right that's why i brought that's why i brought this i brought this refurbed flamethrower <laughs> not what firewall means larry oh, okay. not what sorry. firewall means uh, oh um so anyway I was in earlier uh, this week to Modern Arms because I've got a friend. At the Brown Station location. At the Brown, Brown Station location. And uh, because I have a friend um, that I'm helping her with her first firearm, helping her with the training and everything like that. Very dear friend of mine. Um, additionally, also a very dear friend of my of my wife. And she really um, was there for us during the whole period that was my life over the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, and uh, she... I had shown her some firearms and seen some things like that, and she had sort of settled on, um, because as as Joel acknowledged, the dynamic is different. It used to be first-time gun owners, you'd actually be able to do some work with them before they owned the gun and and help with selection and everything like that. Now it's like, hey, what you can find, I'll teach you to shoot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, if you can can find them, right? Take what they got or you get nothing. That's right. Well, she had settled on a shield, which is my common... Um, great uh, carry gun. Everyday yeah, carry gun. That's, thousands of them. I yeah. love those guns. Great, great pistols. Yeah. And then she uh, told me, and you'd have to know her, she said, now go find me one. Uh, <laughs> in, in today's marketplace. Yeah, I'm like, uh, just, and there's no sense in explaining to her the, the, the potential impossibility America of America bought all the guns. Of that very task. <laughs> but um, I stopped in to see my buddy Larry because I happened to be in town anyway, and lo and behold, on the wall. I had a nice, clean, used um, shield pistol that was uh, very similar to the one she was looking for. So yeah, to well, yeah, in, in so much as that the, there's mine, which is what the, the base model and then her, the one that you had hanging on the wall turned out to be performance performance center performance, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> performance center with a crimson trace with the green crimson green trace laser yeah, so guard. It was their, and uh, they, at the time it was introduced that was their most expensive premium version of yes. that gun yeah. and uh, and a uh, a blade tech AIWB holster and I'm yeah. like 
Oh, okay. So I snapped a couple pictures and sent it to her and stuff like that. She was in like, like 18 minutes later. I that's believe. right. She's yeah, like, she's... where are you? <laughs> and I'm like, of course, I immediately texted back, I'm at the Brown Station location. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she was. She was there um, just happier than heck and uh, and just giddy. And um, we're going to start some stuff this next week, her and I Good. working together and everything else like that now that she's got her firearm, which is significantly nicer than mine. Um, but <laughs> don't be jealous. It's okay. I'm just a little bit jealous. Yeah, I'm a little okay. bit jealous after she says, I didn't know if I needed a laser or not, but now I think I really do. <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. It's certainly, it's certainly, and lasers certainly don't get me wrong. Lasers have their place. Um, it, you still, you, you still train to the first site you pick up is the first, is the site that you shoot just like with red dots and things like that. But, um, it's, it's really, really pretty nice and a very, very clean gun. I was really happy with the price on it. And, um, I'm not just saying that cause Larry and I are friends, um, which has never stopped Larry, um, from, you know, absolutely just. <laughs> are you trying to say I might take advantage of you? What uh, are you saying? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what words I can use on the radio. That's that friend text. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, being Larry's friend won't stop you from won't stop him from making a buck on you. How's that? <laughs> that's, that was a nice. That way was a nice way to say. That was really a nice way to say. Of all the words, that might, po- I might might make a billboard that says that. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Here you go. Your, congratulations, your new slogan. But uh, it's good, clean gun. It was a good price, and she's very, very happy with it. I look forward to uh, I look forward to shooting it myself, and I look forward to being able to train her yeah. with her. Somebody that's. So if folks are, if you're looking, if you're in the market, um, in the defensive handgun arena and you're looking for some selection currently, currently, yeah. Larry has yeah. some while selection. supplies last, while supplies last, you know, he's got it, some it, nice it's stuff it's up such there. such a different, um, world in, in the, in the gun world because, you know, we just got used to being able to order him whatever it is you yep. want. What do you we want? Keep a, keep a decent selection. And, you know, if you wanted that performance center upgrade, we'd just order that one in for you and make it real easy. So... Um, it, it is a different world um, that, that we're in right now, with just supply line wise. There's a lot of kinks in the supply chain. Ammo's hard to get. Uh, guns are hard to get. Um, certainly, price pointed, affordable, good defensive tools right, right. have evaporated. Right. America bought all the guns. Oh yeah, uh, they're they're all gone. There's none. To, there's none to be had. It's very rare that you can walk into a shop and see. I've been. I've been some places where we are going to go to our hard news break. Bottom of the hour. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hot Talk 939 The Eagle. And we're back. It's actually Scott Van Kirk. I'm filling in for Gary. Got a hold of me yesterday afternoon, asked if I was available to do the uh, fill-in host thing, which, of course, I was, because I planned on being in here with the rest of the A-team anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we're going to catch heck about that. (laughs) An A stands for armed. There you go. There you go. Oh, wow. All right. So, um, off the air, because, again, we have some some incredible discussions that um, aren't necessarily fit for broadcast. Broadcast ready. Yeah, yeah, broadcast a, ready during yeah. the breaks. We were talking about, and, talking, and, uh, and Larry brought it up earlier, we we're talking about the used gun market, the used firearms market, and where folks are, are oftentimes a little um, hesitant to buy a... Well, and especially if you're a first-time gun owner. Right. And, and you're thinking, oh, well, you used, know what, a used know what, gun. I don't uh, even know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's really rare to find a, a decent quality manufactured gun that's worn out. Most people right. can't afford to fire that gun enough to, to wear 
the parts to the point that they've, they've la- lacked functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's it's very easy for people to abuse a gun in, into misrepair. Um, or, or think that they're a gunsmith. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's the worst. Um, you can get a Dremel at Westlake's for just a few bucks. That's right. You can do thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of damage <laughs> to a pistol <laughs> just in a heartbeat yeah, with a Dremel see, tool. Yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> it, if a gun has been abused, it's easy to tell, especially with the polymer frames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can tell if they've done any of the soldering iron and Dremel tool stuff sure. or sho- yep. shoved a trigger in it. Yep. Um, you know, that stuff's all obvious and and there's really nothing to fear especially with the mainstream manufacturers even if you buy a used gun uh the odds aren't any higher than buying a new gun and having to send it back and if you do send it back they don't care that you bought it used yeah the manufacturers um, will will repair used guns as well as new guns yeah doesn't doesn't matter yeah because honestly they don't want their firearms it's still got their name on exactly they don't want their firearms out there broken and or 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 miss customized is that a good word yeah customized yeah i like that yeah (laughs) but i mean i it's 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 further um further proof though with the modern arms and and your unconditional Um, guarantee on your used guns exactly we stand behind them because you can't stand in front of them (laughs) um no our our unconditional used used warranty if it's not proper we'll, we'll buy it back um you know that's just how it works Oh, I I was momentarily distracted because apparently the Turks are again um, manufacturing their own versions of German guns, <laughs> something they've been doing since <laughs> World War One, um, which we'll get to in the yeah, next pretty, hour. Yeah, pretty common, pretty common path for the for the Turkish firearms. They've industry. got a lot of practice with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that was an obscure reference, wasn't it? So much easier to copy than than create. Well, That's, if it's if it's a good, design. it works for Joe Joe Biden's speeches. Oh wow! <laughs> hey, that might be a new record in that this is the first political statement we've made <laughs> we're 38 no minutes. it was a plagiarism statement yeah. not really a political statement go. i'm there sorry oh, uh, yeah well then we're still clear we yeah, have, not made, clear. A have not made a we're political 38 statement. minutes into the broadcast <laughs> we have not said one thing political look at us fair and balanced yeah yeah fair, fair and balanced <laughs> more than the other one <laughs> oh oh um we are going to go ahead and open up the phone lines because we do want some people to give us some calls because what the heck we're we're uh we're sort of doing a, a show. Well, if folks have questions, we'll be happy to yeah. help answer There's them. There's a I mean, lot of questions out there from new gun owners, and I've got the right guys here in studio to answer those questions. So if you want to give us a call, uh, 874-9390, 874-9390. And if I've got it correctly, we have our 1-800 number, which is 1-800-529-5572, 1-800-529-5572. I only put that out there because I do know of people who actually listen to this show from other states, and they may want to call in um then again they may not because they're probably friends or relatives of mine uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what when we also want to can't wait till we get to that ray gun over there i see carbon fiber or something and, there's uh, a lot going on over yeah, there there really there is he's kind of surrounded himself kind of, he took that router security seriously <laughs> <laughs> that thing is just beastly he wanted a wall of fire oh it, that looks like the wall of fire yeah oh so from a train standpoint, from a retail standpoint, mm-hmm. everyone's favorite topic, ammunition. What oh, have, what yeah. Have you, what have you got on hand, Larry? Wow. Okay. Uh, with ammunition, um, America bought all the guns and, and all of the ammunition. Um, <laughs> there's there's not uh, not a lot of ammunition available from our distrib- distribution chain. So um, we have um, um, a local uh, ammo remanufacturer. Mm-hmm that um, has uh, provided us some uh, reloaded, uh, remanufactured, um, 223 ammunition. 
Um, we have it in um, hundred round boxes, and the batch we just recently received is a sixty two grain, sixty two uh, grain projectile, and it's good clean stuff. I've been uh, I've been shooting his ammo um, almost exclusively for, for many years. He was a contract loader for uh, on target ammunition, and um, it's Buzz's Ballistics out of Ashland. And um, we've got the um, uh, a stack of um, well, I've got several thousand rounds of, of 223 in the store today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are getting um, some short deliveries, some small deliveries of nine millimeter from that same source as remand stuff. I don't have any of that today. Uh, I've got more coming this next week, but um, it, it's not sticking around long. Okay. Um, you know. Um, okay. But yeah, I've got some ammo questions for Joe. But first, we're going to take a call from Steve and see what's what's up with Steve today. Hello, st- hello, Steve. Good morning. How are you? A couple of fine. I had a couple of training related questions. All right. Well, I got a guy sitting across the table from me. You can answer those for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm imagining that dry firing is getting to be more important. I was wondering if you guys could discuss what types of firearms, whatever you should dry fire with snap caps, as opposed to which ones don't. The other question gets into laser training devices, and could you guys please discuss the various Types out there and the good and bad points about those. Sure can, sure can. Thank yeah. you. Thanks right, for calling, Steve. Ask. We'll go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and answer those. Uh, we'll let you go, and I'll have Joe address those. Yeah. So dry firing is something we should all do, and um, admittedly, I don't do it. It's um, uh, it's it's important and it's great for working the trigger press and maintaining the sight picture while you do it. Um, but it lacks the recoil component. The big thing is make sure there's no ammunition in the room. Double check the gun look and touch it means a finger in the chamber and a finger um where the magazine uh slides into the grip uh, and, and you know it, it takes some diligence there are there are a lot of laser things out there that you can use um larry was just talking he's got the mantis the latest version which is great for um which he's going to loan to me yeah for follow up <laughs> and all that stuff <laughs> yeah the big problem with this stuff is being honest is that most people and it's like i hate saying being honest because it's like the rest of the time, I'm not honest. For this particular moment, I'll be honest. <laughs> now we're getting political. Yeah. <laughs> so we, come on, man. So we got to spend several hundred dollars on a, on a uh, high-tech training device. Uh, use it. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't yeah. just don't make it like a Christmas toy that you give your child and they unwrap it and ten minutes later they never touch it again. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 the only thing that I'll add to that is uh, dry fire training, just like any other training, must be done safely. And then second, it must be done with a purpose and it must be quality training. You don't just dry fire without, you know, what's your goal? What are, we, what are you trying to um, accomplish with the training? And what is your plan to get there to that accomplishment, what, to accomplish that goal? So it has, to be, it has to be good quality training that you're doing. It's not just, oh, I, you, know, I did, you know, I did 30 draws. Well, right. were they 30 good draws? And that's, yeah. the, that's actually the draw is the more important to me mm-hmm. um, because standing at a range with a gun on your strong side or laying on the, on the shelf is not the same as you having to access your weapon and exactly. employ it while you're at high V. Mm-hmm. So some good draws from concealment. Uh, you know, safely done and with a purpose. And you're not suggesting practice that at high V, right? No. Okay, I just, just, just checking. No, I don't know I, I, which location. Which no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so we're meeting at. So that was that was Joe Gilbert on the Gary Ann Gun Show. <laughs> no, but 
but yeah, yeah those real life scenarios where where you're you're wearing your your concealment mm-hmm. uh, holster and you're, you know having to clear the hole clear the clear the cloth to get the get to the gun get a good shooting grip and practice that that draw right. stroke it's, right. uh, and 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 where you can gain a lot of speed and and control always being the factor and again dry fire training like any other training has to be conducted safety safely is the is the cover garment to cover garment to gun that's right. that's where there is a lot of speed that can be lost and a lot of speed that can be made up yeah. and that's where they where your fast hands come into it um and that takes repetitions, and it's not repetitions that you want to necessarily be do. There's a live component too on the range, but there's not. That's not where you want to build that speed. Right is is on the range. Yeah, if you invest in a, a timer, it's probably the best. Yep, set a part time of one, yeah. say one five, and right. the beep goes off. And if you're up and on target before yeah. the second and beep you can goes press off, press that shot before the beeper yep. goes beep. Yep. Um, you've done well. And it's, uh, you know, the, the, the other thing, too, is along with this is reholstering. That's where most of the accidents happen. So, so if you, especially if you're an appendix or what has evolved is really centerline carry, and they call it appendix, mm-hmm. um, push your pelvis forward and, and slide that gun in. Don't put that muzzle near your stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's a, uh, that's a deliberate process that is, is, in my opinion, from a safety standpoint, more important than getting it out of the holster, and it has to be a slow and deliberate process, and it's very much yeah. Step, it, that's not a not, not a speed process. No, no. That, um, no. that, no, that you, is that is a slow and deliberate process that which uh, you have to train. Yeah, which you have you to do. train. When the police show up, you don't want to be shot. You mm-hmm. know, they're showing up. Somebody's been shot. A person with a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, they're you've got a you're one you're one or two. Um, yeah. Well, and, and you're better off, you know, if if that skill hasn't been developed already, um, lay that gun on the ground. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. um, we've got another phone call waiting. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right we'll be right back. If Rob, if you'd stay on the line, we'll go ahead and uh, looks like we're going to take that call before the break. Oh, we're going to take that call before the break. All right. Thank you for your assistant engineering. Go ahead, Rob. What do you got for us? <laughs> so along along the lines of, uh, of dry firing and just basic marksmanship, uh, what are your what are your views about taking the scope off and just going back to, to iron sights? Kind of going back to the base, basics. Same thing that I when I first came in the military, we we had iron sights and we didn't. And we eventually got scopes as as my career progressed through the military. But what are your thoughts on going back to iron sights and kind of the basics? I'm going to uh, turn this over to my two uh, co- well, you know, co-hosts here real I'm, briefly after I give my opinion. Okay, go my first. opinion that is is uh, hopefully that your your long gun system that it both uses a scope and iron sights is in a is in a mode or uh, configured in a manner in which you can access and use both of those sight systems. And I think that you should practice um, whether it be dry fire and or and live fire. Um, shooting from both of those site platforms. Larry, what have yeah, you got? I, I would say that um, if, if you've got a good quality optic already on the rifle platform, I, I see limited advantage to going back to the iron sights um, if, if we have to reconfigure the gun to do that. If we don't have both mm-hmm. accessible, um, yeah, yeah I, I would probably just refine that um, skill set with the equipment, with the optic in place. Uh, you know, teaching... 
uh, teaching people to use iron sights, I think, is hugely valuable. I, I love that. I would, I, would, I would rather start somebody on iron sights than, than optical sights. It's, but like, it's like learning how to shoot a double-action revolver before you learn to shoot a semi-automatic because it's harder, and you'll be better at the other thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. If yeah. you learn to shoot it, iron it, sights, it, you'll it be so much better with some disciplines yeah. that will, will make you even better and faster with an optical sight. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't, if I had a good quality optical sight, I would not remove that to go back and practice with irons. Joe? Joe? Yeah, I, I pretty much think the same way. And at the distances that we would be working you know, as civilians, even the longest police sniper shots, like 60 or 80 yards, it's not long. Um, but we, you know, we develop and train techniques like the uh, chin index, and uh, you can put you know rifle rounds, center mass uh, at threats, you know, in the next room, you know, 100 percent accurately. So without the sight, without the yeah, sight yeah, or yeah. the optics. So yeah, um, yeah there's just it's a, it's a training thing. Mm-hmm. I think you should be. I think you should be competent at both. Um, and as Larry said, probably the biggest gain on that is not that you're, um, cause let's face it. Um, I'm not a cop anymore. I'm not in the military anymore. Joe's not in the military anymore. Larry runs a gun shop. He's probably the one in most danger of any three of us sitting here, <laughs> <laughs> especially what he's done to me in the, over the years. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the Gary on gun show, hot talk, 93, nine, the Eagle. And we're back. It's actually Scott Van Kirk. I'm a uh, guest hosting for Gary here on the Gary on gun show. In station in studio with me is Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Oh, always the Brown Station location. And Joe Gilbert from JoeGilbert.us. Heading That's up it. the A team. Yeah. yeah there you Thanks, go. Joe. There you go. We're the A team. <laughs> Today we are. I just if Gary's in list- our minds, we are the A team. That's right. If Gary's listening, he's just like, what is this A team? <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, Larry came up with it. Yeah, that's what you guys just point, point fingers at each other. I just got suckered into saying it. <laughs> that's the difference between the class clown and the class comedian. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Class comedian talked him into it. Oh. Uh, we're going to circle back real quick, um, and I'm going to get both of your opinions. Our first caller did mention snap caps. And I've got uh, maybe a couple of things to say about that. But what have you got to say about it, Larry? Um, I don't own any snap caps there you go um i uh, you know the modern um hammer or striker driven semi-auto pistols you're not going to do any damage to that gun uh letting that that firing pin travel uh, without a round on the chamber face um snap caps uh certainly play a role uh you know, I've got a set for uh, for shotgun. I've got a set for mm. uh, you know uh, proving actions on older uh, action proving rounds. Sure. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm not a snap cap guy. Um, okay. There, there's certainly good training tools. Um, they can be used in uh, as a malfunction uh, inducing uh, item in in a loaded mag. But uh, I don't have any. Joe, as my thoughts exactly. Mm-hmm. We use it, we use them for training, mm-hmm. and I have them. You know, the nice ones are about a dollar. Well, four or five dollars a piece. Actually. About right. the price of ammunition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Soon they'll be cheaper. <laughs> I always seem to lose them during a class. They're like magic that disappear. That's but, right. Um, they're invaluable for training. If you're working on malfunction drills, even you know, even if you're at a static range, um, load one, two, or three. Just don't make it the first or the last round in a magazine, and that'll give you the ability to to uh, clear a malfunction and resume you know uh, engaging the threat. 
the only one I'm not sure about, and I don't, you know, we don't use 22s for class because they're not considered a serious defense weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's safe to fire to dry fire a 22. And that, I was going to, yeah. that's what I was going to mention. Generally, when I talk about when I talk about snap caps, I'm talking about something that is used to protect the firearm, right. as opposed to dummy rounds, which are for training. That's uh, that's where I make the differentiation. Yeah. Uh, and usually, dummy rounds can be a little bit cheaper because they're usually just molded plastic. Um, the only I've ripped a lot of rims off those things. Yeah. I, I hate them for training. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, they've that's got a, some that's nice a good, ones now. That's a good, the, that's a good proper malfunction. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, a hard, hard lock malfunction. Now you've gone up You're going to your backup weapon. Yeah, you've gone yeah. up a level. <laughs> that's time for the New hey, York reload. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, get at work. Get back in the fight. Okay. Quit whining. Get <laughs> Quit back whining. In, get back in the fight. Quit with a stick and push it on out. That's what it takes. I was at a competition up at, at DPMS, and um, this guy, he, he was running heavy metal class. He's running a, a, a 308 semi-auto, a, a pump 12-gauge, and a 45 single stack. And during a, a course of fire, he had a malfunction on an 870 that he wasn't able to clear. The guy grounded his gun um, in, uh, open and ran to his trunk and got tools and ran back on the clock trying to fix it. Get back this guy fight. was so hardcore. Get back in the he, fight. Was, he was running hard <laughs> and that was uh, that was amazing wow. to see. And the RO was just like, oh, oh, let the clock go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. And he had it had the trigger group out, had the bolt out. He was replacing firing pin when the par time went off and and he was done. But he never stopped. He was constantly trying to get that gun back in the fight. So mm-hmm. I've really seen it happen. <laughs> All right, um, we'll be back uh, after this break. You're listening to Gary on Guns, uh, Hot Talk 939, The Eagle.